Okay. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Ship with John Shipley. Uh, happy to say that my guest tonight is Teal Pierce. How's it hey, going, hello, Teal? Hello. I'm, I'm fine. How are you, John? Eh, can't complain. Uh, I just had your uh, your friend Pat on the other night. Had a great conversation with him. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he mentioned to me that uh, you guys do an act together. You do like a vaudeville thing. Uh, yes, uh, that that comes from um, the sketch idea. We write for the sketch show at the improv shop uh, called uh, Saturday Evening Cabaret. Uh, and uh, one of the one of the sketches we had was for this failed vaudeville team that's just now getting their big break in like 2019 whenever we did the sketch they've been in show business 138 years <laughs> but they're only just now getting recognition and, and then their big shot they bomb and and it's it's they're they're a terrible comedy team but uh it it works for us because we have a similar sense of humor you see, it's funny because um, you actually came up in conversation a while back. Uh, we were talking about, you know, uh, your bits and the different stuff uh, that have come up in your stand-up. And um, honestly, my favorite thing uh, I've seen you do is one that I've only seen you do once. And it wasn't like a throwaway joke or anything like that. It was, there was a one time, I believe it was at Backdoor where like an old vaudeville, vaudeville uh, presenter, you went on this long, like minute long tangent uh, in vaudeville speak. And I just fucking was busting up laughing. Oh yeah. I'm like, man, oh, yeah. he, he must've really got that down and prepared. Yeah. It, um, that, that one, that one's fun because it, I had to actually like, I don't usually write, my material out longhand i have to like i just think of it and just go over it uh mentally uh so with that one i knew i wanted to um do do a bit about dirty talk and being bad at it <laughs> and i figured well what's the most me way i can be bad at dirty talk and of course it was very 40s fast talking speak so i looked up all of these i combined the ones i knew already with some i had already with some i had to look up and i only made one up and it was the term horizontal charleston which is a term for sex i made up uh, <laughs> Hey, I mean, I'm sure if, if you throw it up on Urban Dictionary, then it's automatically a legit thing. So just <laughs> slap it up there. Right. I uh, I threw a term up there uh, a couple years back that we use in my family. We call it a triple F for uh -huh. uh, forced family fun. Because, mm -hmm. uh, right. you know, just all those really awkward family moments where you're stuck hanging out with the uh, in-laws and uncles and stuff. That, people that you see like me once a year and you have to act like, oh, hey, it's you. <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> i've been so, there i've had i've had some triple lefts in my day yeah so uh, how long have you been doing comedy uh let's see uh it's 2020 i've been doing comedy since 
2011. So holy nine crap, years, nine years, yeah. You know what? I uh, I thought uh, Pat was seasoned with uh, like five years under his belt, but damn, you're almost double that. Yeah, uh, I I started right out of high school. Um, it was um, it, uh, yeah, I I remember the exact day too, November twenty second, twenty eleven. Oh really? Uh, yeah, it was a Tuesday because of Funny Bone Westport Funny Bone Tuesday, so. Um, and I got on, and I, I, I had the stage presence, but I didn't have the material. Like, I, I was, I was doing impressions, but they were, but, the, but, but, uh, I didn't have my own material with it. I was just reciting stuff from TV shows. I mean, it worked, but. Yeah, I mean, if you have the stage presence to back it up and people are laughing, then you've got your job done. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think it took me about, it, it was, I say nine years, but it really, I really only got good around 2015. Well, so, I mean, I, I'm laughing at your stuff. And oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I wanted to mention to you while I had you on here specific, um, I kind of owe you a thank you in a way because I've been very uh, self-conscious about uh, my stand-up and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I've done a couple nights where I think I've done really well. And then I've had nights where I've just, you know how you kind of like beat yourself up a little bit where you kind of question how it went. Oh, and yeah. uh I had one of those nights where I was uh, really uh, kind of getting at myself and my fiance who was sitting back uh, watching it. She's like, oh yeah, but that guy Teal was laughing his ass off at your stuff. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah well, I'm, I'm glad to help you out because I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a uh, not to undercut the importance of that, but I'm a pretty easy laugh, but... Yeah. Uh, whatever but, <laughs> <laughs> no 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 that's not, that's not to say that's not to say anything bad it's just i'm uh but when i'm really like laughing there's you have to really earn you have to really earn that with me like i'll like i'll laugh at stuff and sometimes people can tell like oh teal's being nice uh um and then people could tell, like, oh, he really likes this joke. So, and there's really no difference in the level of laughter. <laughs> I think they're, I think they're just, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I guess I have one of those distinct laughs. So, uh, I haven't really had a lot of experiences personally yet, but I've noticed a couple of instances of it happening. Um, have you ever had like any real negative experiences with a crowd? I've only seen a couple instances where it's really uh, jokes backfired on somebody, but oh man, uh, when they happen, you know. Yes, I remember. I remember the uh, there are two stories with this one. Um, go ahead. The, the first one is the funniest which is just me i was like a year or two in i was doing a, an open mic at the 
at the Grove Deli uh, uh, in Webster Groves, right? So, and um, and uh, I was doing some joke about the song Piano Man, um, just kind of breaking it down in in chunks, and and some and some guy kept yelling out other Billy Joel songs for me to riff on. Like you prepared those. Yeah. No, it's not even that. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, Uptown Girl. (laughs) I'm like, I'll do that one next week. Or I tried to say something funny, but then he, and that kind of shut him up a bit. But then, then he started singing Uptown Girl. <laughs> and he, Sorry, and, and he was right up front too. It's not like, not like he was in the back and I couldn't really hear him. No, he was right in front of me, d- dancing to Uptown Girl and singing it. I mean, was he good? <laughs> no, that's the worst part. I I would have accepted if he was fine, but he he was he was very off key. And that's the problem with the tr- with the uh, two drink minimum, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and then um, the 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 one uh, so so that was where I kind of learned like okay I'm gonna have to learn how to deal with hecklers. And flash forward about six seven years later, I'm at Venice Cafe, and um, there were these hecklers in from Chicago. Uh, and they were heckling all the comedians. And Venice Cafe already is not, it's a mixed mic, so there's like music, stand-up, poetry, whatever. And right. and uh, they were really going at the comics specifically. Um, and um, finally, it was, finally I, had, I went up and I was like, okay, I can't take it anymore. And... Um, so uh, first thing I said when I got up, I was like, uh, "Hey, where are you guys from? Chicago. We're we're about to Chicago. Um, so, uh, 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 North Chicago. I wish it was south. I said, I wish it was South Chicago, so you get shot." Oh, the place lost their minds. <laughs> I mean, I mean, tears, applause, uh, and. They said nothing else the entire, not only my entire set, but I think the entire night. <laughs> and then I thought, and then I was like, I was thinking in my head, where'd that come from? And me, like, I, I didn't, I didn't think I had that in me. And then I, I guess I did. Well, I mean, I'm sure you spared some uh, other comedians having to deal with their uh, verbal jabs. So you yeah, know, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. Um, I've only had to do that one other time where I had to shut people down, and the most recent one of that was um at Helium. Actually, um, they had they had the bucket mic in the garage, like the little spar area, and um, and it's very it's very random. But for some reason, for some reason though, well, there was a birthday party there. Um, I don't know why the birthday party was there to see the open mic and not the main show, but whatever. And and again, 
drunk, talking over everybody, ruining sets, and I had, I, and again, I had to say something, <laughs> and it, it was making me upset because it was like, these were good comics that were just having their sets destroyed by these ter- terrible entitled people. So finally I said, um, hey, uh, they, they were doing it during my set, and I was like, hey, uh, is that birthday over there? Yeah. My birthday is coming up too. You know what my wish is for you guys to shut the fuck up. <laughs> again, like and uh, again, cheers, applause. I guess because people don't expect that of me. I guess like I'm not a roast. Co- I'm not a roasty guy. I'm not Jeff Ross. I'm not. I mean, I am off stage, but on stage, I'm very silly and. You see, you seem very like playful and. Uh, a lot of your jokes, not necessarily like I wouldn't say like uh, innocent necessarily, but they don't they don't seem mean spirited at all. Yeah, I'm very um, yeah, I'm very um, yeah, I'm very weird on stage, and it's uh, and uh, I is think... there is there any part of that that's an act, or is that is that the hundred percent teal? Um, I think it's uh. 70 30 real teal um i think i think it's uh it's 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 who i want to be if i had if i had the courage to be that all the time you know it's funny you mentioned that uh wanting to have the courage there's something really weird about getting behind a mic, uh, for like open mic and that. Like, if I am waiting for my turn and I'm like, oh, I got two comics in front of me, I'm fucking like shitless, you know, going over my set in my head, like terrified. But as soon as you get up there and you just start, you know, going through your set and riffing, it kind of melts away in a bit. And right. uh, I don't, re- I'm not, I'm never scared when I'm up there, but up and to the point, oh shit. You know, yeah. And uh, how long you've been doing it? Uh, about half a year. I, okay. It's, it's, it's one of those things that I've wanted to do this for a long time, but um, I was with a my my old wife uh was not uh didn't really push me towards it, and my fiance mm. was like, oh hey, my new fiance is like, hey, you should really pursue this. I know you really want to do it, and so I did. And yeah. 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 Good. I enjoy it. Good. Good. Uh, on, on behalf of St. Louis Comedy, we're happy to have you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I um, I I I, uh, I I didn't know you had been doing it for only about six months because uh, you seem more comfortable than that. Um, Fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like I um. Yeah, that's true. And uh, speaking as someone who's done it for a while, um, that that the nervousness doesn't doesn't go away completely. Like even me, I'm I even me, like my heart, like like one comic before me, my heart starts beating, and 
by mind's racing. I was like, okay, what do I, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? I only have 40 minutes. What do I want to do? So it, I'm sorry to say that doesn't change too much. <laughs> uh, I think that's part of the, uh, the thrill of it though. I think, that's true. I think that's part of what gets me to do it is I've always had this kind of uh, diving board mentality when it comes to doing things that intimidate me. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like a kid on the uh, high dive where you just kind of like you're sitting there and you're really terrified of doing it. Right. I've always kind of got uh, gone with the mentality of just jump and think about it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 If only I had that. Um, I, I, I seem super confident on stage, but off stage I am, I am a wreck. I, I do not, I don't really talk to anybody unless people like talk to me. That's been like a thing, like pretty much all my life. I've been uh, rather shy and quiet. And it's really only recently that I've been kind of more vocal. And I think comedy helped me with that. Well, Hey, uh, just, just putting this out there, you know, we ever bump into each other at open mic. You, you have the full permission to come up and start up a conversation, you know, no, no, no pretense whatsoever. Nice. Okay, cool take you up on that take you up i'll take you i'll take you up on that uh if the world doesn't end in two more months you know like when we can get out of here we can get out of the house (laughs) that's a big if (laughs) if yeah so uh you are one of the few comics that i've encountered that uh that does a catchphrase is that something new or is that something you've been doing for a while i've had that for about Oh wow, three years I think. Cause, three years. Cause um, I, 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 I had all these one-liners, and I didn't, and they were going well, but I didn't know how to like. I I I, I had to sell them somehow, and. I noticed a lot of them were kind of punny, so I figured, like, okay, what can I, what can I do to really to really sell it? And at first, I was when I would tell the the punchline, I would just freeze on stage for a long time, and then go into my next joke, and that worked. But then it was like, okay, that eats up a lot of time for that bit to kill, so. I have to sell it quicker, so I was um, I was I was watching some Patton Oswalt special, and he was uh, he 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 just said something he just said something gibberish like to the effect of "wackity smackity do," and and it wasn't even after a joke; it was like part of some part of some longer bit, and. And for some reason, all I thought when I when I saw that was that's hilarious. That'd be that'd be a great thing to say, like after a pun. So I figured, okay, that's funny. How do I how do I retrofit that to my style? So I just came up. I just threw around some names and zoom zoom kapow seemed to stick. I'll tell you the one time that it really uh, got me uh, your catchphrase. Um, 
it's in the middle of your set, you know, you introduce it, you're like, oh, hey, you know, I think it's every comedian, it's never too early to start with uh, your catchphrase or whatever, and you, you lead into that. It's in the middle of your set when you just like tell like a quick joke and you go, mini zoom. <laughs> yeah, that, that gets me every fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's fair. That I'll ha- I say, uh, I must say it's fairly recent. Like that's only about a, that's only about a two or three months. Uh, that, that's a, that's a play on you know your own joke, and I I I definitely appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I did it, it was like, why did it take me so long to to come up with that? And I guess it was just I I did it once in like the heat of the I did it once like in the heat of the moment, just riffing, and then it just got a huge laugh, and I was like, okay, I can keep that. Well, that's why I approached you about. Uh, using your your catchphrase as part of a joke because i'm like man i really kind of want to tell a joke about like you know not stealing people's material and whatnot i'm like how do i punctuate that i'm like i really want to punctuate that with zoom zoom because <laughs> everyone in the area knows teal's catchphrase <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah yeah, yeah yeah i told you i told you in the message in messenger like facebook messenger yeah yeah you can use it but i want to say publicly on your podcast so somebody doesn't approach you when you do it and say, you know, that's Teal Pierce's. Uh, I yeah, that's jo- the point. <laughs> I, I give Jonathan Shipley full permission to use my catchphrase in this bit. Yeah. It, that, I mean, like, that's the whole point, stealing someone's bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, but there are those, there are those people, there are those comics that, will, that won't, that might not know that, especially if like, if I'm not in the room to, to, uh, to kind of uh, to kind of absorb it, right? Like they'll they'll, they'll think like you're they'll think something about about you really are stealing it when when and then if you tell them they might not believe you unless I tell them. You know what I mean? Gotta set it up. Yeah. So uh, I've had a couple of different people on uh, up to this point, and it's kind of split on how people view the St. Louis community. Um, I've had a couple people say that uh, it's really competitive uh, and that it's not necessarily as supportive as other communities. And then I've had people that, you know, have told me that, oh, yeah, you know, it's everyone's, you know, patting you on the back, you know, encouraging you, that kind of stuff. That's kind of my personal experience with this. I've always, you know, kind of uh, felt like uh, leaving a set, you know, you'll run into other comics and be like, oh, hey, good job, or, you know, whatnot. Uh, Haven't got a lot of, like, you know, clickiness or, you know, competition. But what what do you think of the the scene around here? Um, I I will be – I'm in the camp of uh, supportive – with an asterisk. What's the I, uh, the asterisk is that it is a supportive. It is perhaps the most supportive scene, and I, I mean, that's only from my experience. I've, I haven't really seen any others, but I have noticed just from just being around for for a little while that uh, there are there are clicks and that's just the nature of stand up like they're like 
like they're the uh, like they're the and the clubs do like a lot to force that. I think like they're the peep, they're the funny bone comics, they're the helium comics, they're the backdoor comics, they're the alt comics, and that like do them all, but can't really seem to. But really, only do well in the in the in the alt rooms, like the improv shop. So, which I and I'm part of that. So I feel like I feel like there are clicks. You just have to you just have to dig further than than you would if you were in Chicago or New York or LA. That's but for the most part, but for the most part, people are. People are super supportive, I guess, because no one here. I mean, they're only like I could name on both hands the comics from St. Louis specifically that kind of broke out and kind of broke out and got on TV and all this stuff and all this stuff like Kathleen Radigan. Um, Nikki Glazer, stuff like that, um, people like that, Red Fox. So I think it's like there's not many like household names from here. So like everybody's trying to get to the same spot at the same time. So I feel like that's I think that's where the competitiveness comes in, and then it's also where the supportiveness comes in because the supportiveness in that in the way of, oh, oh, them getting up there will help me and the, get up there. And then the competitive, the competitive aspect of it is, well, I want to be up there first. I, I can understand that definitely. Um, in a way, okay, so... I don't really want to get super famous or anything like that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this for that. I do this because I enjoy doing this. And this is the kind of shit I would be doing even if I wasn't doing it on stage or not. But I do acknowledge that there is kind of clicks in the St. Louis group. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why I'm doing this project. Um, I got the different comics that I will talk to regularly. Like, Lisa got me into this and I've talked to like Anthony and you know Pat's always been friendly but I'm doing this so that I can kind of you know hear other comic stories meet other comics that are in the area and you know kind of develop a lot of those friendships and whatnot and get people's stories out get people's material out because I'm like this is where my base was I've had a lot of experience of podcasting I've done that for three years or whatever before this oh nice I'm like, well, I'd really love to, you know, combine my two, you know, loves into one thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. We need we need one around here, so. So, so uh, it's uh, about this point in uh, each of the interviews where I give the comics a chance to kind of, uh, do you have any material that is your favorite that maybe you want to share with people that are going to listen to this? Um, no pressure. Uh, 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 <laughs> y- yes. Um, the, those, I have this joke where I, um, where I say, um, and I think it might be, 
I was going to say, can we swear on here? But uh, it's marked explicit for a reason. Yeah, that yeah, that ship <laughs> yeah, that yeah, ship sailed early in this in this conversation. So it's. I mean, um, the entire podcast is a pun on the word shit. So. <laughs> you're welcome, by the way. Uh, hey, your your uh, your partner in crime suggested that I refer to myself as the captain for uh, since it's talking <laughs> shit. I might I might I might start doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. But um, okay. Right. The joke is um. You ever, you ever eat so much ass your uncle's donkey farm goes out of business? <laughs> and for some reason, I love that joke because <laughs> it's dirty, but it isn't. You know, <laughs> like it's 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 one of those jokes where it's like you think it's going one way, and then it goes somewhere completely different. Um, and I, I've always loved jokes like that. Um, and another another joke I have that's that's uh, fairly similar is um, is uh, I am not above a dick joke. My wife thinks I am. <laughs> and um, that's that one's fairly new. I haven't done that on stage, but it. It's perfect for me. I love I love one liners. I, those are both in some of my favorite comics. So, is there any kind of joke that you deem is kind of like off the table or like uh, crossing the line? Uh, yes, actually. Um, I feel like um, I'm I, I'm in I, I, I'm in I'm in the group of. Uh, Joke about whatever you want, but like, just know you're gonna be. Just know you're gonna have to actually face the audience. Like, it's not like if you're gonna joke about hard stuff like, like rape and race and abortion and all that. Like, fine, but make sure it's really 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 funny you can't you can't you can't just say you can't just do that stuff just to say i did that because then you're not being funny you're being an ass and see the line between funny and asshole is such a thin line you have to really be get to yeah i feel like you have to really be careful uh I may be in the minority there, but no, I think you got some, that's a good point. Like it's, it's really, there's a thin line between uh, being edgy and Mm -hmm. uh, slitting a throat to tell a joke. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I feel like people cross that line just to say, you know, I crossed that line. Whereas I feel like you could be edgy but like there's a way to there's a way to do it that's there's a way to do it i don't know what it is there are comics that there there are some really famous comics that don't know what it, what how to do that um i feel like um like no comic 
at all knows what the line is because comedy is always going to be subjective. So it's up to the comic, not the audience, the comic, to really kind of tailor, tailor to kind of fit their material in a way that makes that's true to them. But it's also that's also that's also going to draw an audience. See, I've uh, kind of had to straddle that line for a bit because, um, especially with uh, this kind of social isolating, I don't have a bunch of audience uh, yeah. to bounce jokes off. So I bounce jokes off my fiance, and I love her to death. But her line of uh, "What is acceptable?" is a lot higher than where mine is. Mm-hmm. So like I've one, I've uh, kind of thrown jokes past her way that I think are funny on my end, but uh, she's like, don't, oh, don't say that. Uh, yeah. Like I, I told Pat one the other day where I said, uh, I like a little bit of self-deprecating humor where I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I can't really grow facial hair very well. It's like if you started drawing a homeless man and stopped halfway through, <laughs> that's pretty good uh, uh, oh yeah also, I heard, oh yeah and i heard that she that she didn't much care for that nah she also shot down uh, i did one the other day where i was talking about how uh it's considered really good luck if you find a buddha statue to rub its belly mm-hmm. the same cannot be said for pregnant women <laughs> i like i like that one uh, another one that is off the table apparently ah i see um well yeah yeah that 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 again falls under the category of comedy subjective that's what's great about it if everybody laughed at the same thing it'd be boring exactly so i feel like i feel like uh i, I, I feel like uh um, I feel like a joke about what you want, but be prepared for whatever reaction you get. I can't stand the comics that are like, uh, "Why did they? Why did they like that? Why did? Why did they like my joke about? Why did they like my rape joke?" Uh, 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 the the dumb audience. No, it was a bad joke. It, it was horrible. Not funny unoriginal and honestly offensive but oh they're just too sensitive no no they're not being sensitive they're not being sensitive you you at if they're, if they're sensitive to that you have to accept that and like think about is this joke worth losing a paying customer is a joke worth losing club work is a joke worth losing is is this is this joke so funny to you that it's worth losing a lot because that can happen it's called reading a crowd like a lot of comics will come with their set prepared and regardless of how the crowd responds, they'll just keep throwing it out there. Uh, yeah. And there's and a I, way to do that too. Like, it's not just like 
because I've because I've done that where not so much a, that was not so much offensive uh, uh, being offensive, but more like being avant garde and offbeat, like where the crowd doesn't know how to what to make of me, but I keep going, and for some reason, because I keep going, that's funny. You, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Andy Kaufman. It's kind of like an Andy Kaufman syndrome, where it's like you do something, something that is funny, and then it's not funny, and then it's hilarious because you just keep going, and it's. Um, you got and, this wonderful Venn diagram going of like awkward, quirky, adorable, and did he just say that? Yeah, and. Uh, I like you got this bit that uh, I've seen you do a couple times with uh, the uh, invisible fiance. Oh yeah. And uh, that, I feel like that's a, I, I love how that's a way of punctuate your set, like in your set. I'm like, you know, I got myself an invisible fiance bitches. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I like that. That's, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah, that one was, um, that, that, that one was a rework because it was, because the because the joke originally went, I have a girlfriend and she is great. The only problem is I go to different worlds. I'm a comedian. She is inflatable. And then at the end of the my set, I go, I don't have an inflatable girlfriend anymore. Yeah, she zoom zoom popped. And that was that did great. And then. Another comic, I think it might have been Matt Barnes, he told me, um, why don't you make, why, why, why would you make her your fiance? And I'm like, okay, that's great. So I figured out how to work that in. And then that became, I zoom zoom kapop the question. That's, that's pretty great. And then I figured, then it got to the point where, um, some crowds, when I said inflatable girlfriend, they would groan, and I'd be like, and I'd be like, and I'd be like, what? Why is that? And I realized, oh, they think I'm a creep, and and I'm like, I don't want that. So I changed it to imaginary, and that made it even better because it's more truthful for one thing, and also the visual of me introducing my imaginary fiance from the audience is such a great visual because there are a lot of open seats and op at open mics you know that like so what? I can pick a right <laughs> I'm shocked too and they um it was a uh I really um I, I, I did I did it once and it, and it was so and it did so well I was just like okay that's the way to end my set because it's such a great thing and then I then people came up to me afterwards like hey that's really funny but um that zoom zoom kapopped line is such a great line don't lose that so I figured maybe there's a way to combine them so I know that um i know that uh everybody knows my act so it's just like 
so he's like, okay, what happened to your inflatable? So I say at the end, what happened to your inflatable girlfriend? Well, she zoom zoom popped, and that's a that's how to punctuate that. So it's a process. It's always a process. It's I feel like if you tell the same joke several times, you're gonna augment it a little bit each time. You know what works, what doesn't work. What does the crowd really feed off of? And yeah. it, it's it's always changing. Like if you hear like even the the greats, uh, you know they're not gonna say the same joke multiple times. They change it slightly each time. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, sure. It, it never ends, and uh, I I like that. Like I like that. Um, I have so I, I've created this own world for myself with just a simple. With such with, with such a throwaway line, I've created like a I've created like a an invisible an, an imaginary family, <laughs> and it really it, 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 it it's uh it's it's a lot of fun. I'm glad uh, people respond to that. <laughs> well, Teal, Teal, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, we'll wrap it on that. But uh, it's been a real pleasure having you on this. Uh, it's been oh, a really absolutely. It's been a great conversation. Where can people find you on social media? Like where, where can they get more Teal Pierce? Um, the best way is Facebook. I'm my, uh, just search for my name, Teal Pierce, T I E L P E A R C E. And I mean, um, if, if it makes it easier for you, I can throw a link to your Facebook Okay. On the on the podcast website. That's cool. That works. That works great. And um, you'll, you'll get you know fans and creepers alike. So hey, it's a <laughs> uh, my, truly my fan base. <laughs> <laughs> do you do Twitter or anything like that? I I do. Um, my Twitter is at teal five twenty ninety three. Um. I don't do Twitter as much, mostly because it's a, it's a lot right now. So I feel like I feel like on Facebook I can kind of just focus there. So. No, and you know what? That's fair because I I got to be honest. Anyone that's uh, looking to sign up for Teal's Facebook, uh, you're guaranteed to get a bunch of one-liners in your feed every time you log in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it, yeah. it's 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 you and Pat, you know, all damn day. Yeah, Pat, Pat's, uh, Pat, yeah, Pat is uh, truly my truly my partner in crime here, and yeah, cause uh, cause we've um, cause he is my usual he is my usual uh, ride to show, so like I can't drive, I'm partially blind so i can't drive so he says pat lives near me around me he can he drives me to shows and we just bounce bits off off each other and and for the sketch show we write for saturday evening cabaret um we're kind of a a sketch writing duo there that's where wise and crack came from that's where a lot of great a, a lot of great stuff comes from like there's a lot of talent in the in the city <laughs> well one thing that i'd really like to do um i know pat said that he's kind of open to coming on again 
I would love to get the both of you, you know, together uh, on the podcast at some point and do like a wise and crack uh, oh. on here. Oh, that would be that. That nothing would make me happier. I'd love it. Hey, you know, and I'm I'm definitely down for that. So you know, listeners, uh, maybe look forward to that in a week or two. You know, maybe we can maybe we can get that happening. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I wanted to buy him, but he'll be all for it. Oh, I, I'm sure he'd dig it. All right. Well, hey, I, again, thank you very much for being on. It has been a pleasure, and this has been a great conversation. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. All right, man. You have a great night. All right, you too, John.